Hello, everyone. I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Rick Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, ready to answer your medical questions. Dr. Ellsworth's specialty is family medicine. He works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Ellsworth. Good morning, Laura, and good morning, everyone, including Bob. Including Bob, yes. Good to be here today. And I just have to reflect a little bit on Dr. Holmes' memorial service on Sunday. It was a lovely evening. It was so nice to be together. Um, I know Joni talked about it last week on the radio. Um, Sunday evening, the family hosted a memorial service for Dr. Holm at um, Pioneer Park. And it was a beautiful evening full of music and sharing and love and and laughter. Um, Did you have anything you wanted to add about that experience? Yeah, you know, it was great uh, just, uh, you know, just m- remembering him and, and, te- and people telling stories and, and uh, sharing memories. And, uh, you know, a couple themes that seemed to emerge for me was, was how he always looked uh, and saw the best in people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really good to, good to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and it was interesting, uh, I, you know, some of his family talking about their family prayer that they had. And in part of that, they had gotten from the Hippocratic oath that doctors take, and he had kind of pared it down for his children. Um, but, uh, one part of that was respecting people's choices mm-hmm. and that's good to do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was a really lovely evening. So I'm glad that we... You know, it's been over a year, but um, it was really nice to have a chance to to be together, to share hugs and music and um, remember Dr. Home and celebrate his life and the way he's touched all of us. So I'm grateful for him. Uh, well, we are here to answer your medical questions, and I see we have one question already, and we, we love getting your questions, so please do give us a call at 605-692-1430. We're going to be going to our first breaks to give you time to call those in. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Academic success is an excellent indicator for the overall well-being of youth and a primary predictor and determinant of adult health outcomes. Leading national education organizations recognize the close relationship between health and education, as well as the need to foster health and well-being within the educational environment for all students. If you find your student struggling with classwork, seek help early. The school counselors may be able to direct you to a tutor to help the student stay on course. Also talk with your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings to have your student's health evaluated. There is a variety of issues that could be causing the poor grades, such as poor sleep or attention deficit disorder. Call today for an appointment, 605-697-9500. 
Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to answer your medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. We had a question come in just before the show saying, if you have an MRI and it shows a pinched nerve, what can be done for it? Yeah, you know, some might think that or hear that and say, oh, well, they need to have surgery. But that's often not the case, actually, um, and surgery might not even help. Um, and okay. so uh, typically, um, actually, physical therapy can be really helpful. One of the biggest things that's been shown to be helpful in back pain in general um, and uh, in anti-inflammatory, whether those med medications like uh, prednisone or uh, ibuprofen along those lines, or even a steroid injection uh, might be helpful to calm that down. If we can calm down the inflammation in the area, sometimes that's, that'll put less pressure on that nerve, uh, and, and it might not, you might not have any problems or any pain or near as much anymore with that. And so an epidural steroid injection sometimes can be helpful. Um, and so those are a couple, a couple options. Um, and uh, otherwise, yeah, you know, certainly if, if you've tried a lot of these cons other conservative measures, you know, sometimes then they might uh, want you to see a back specialist and think if some sort of surgery might be helpful. But there's uh, plenty of other options, too. So there's something to look over and, you know, and it would depend on the details of the report and, and what's going on. But uh, uh, good to talk to your doctor, explore your options. Um, and if they aren't sure, if you want to see uh, someone more specialist, specialized, there's kind of a newer uh, 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 specialty called physical medicine and rehab, PM&R. And they're good about looking at the big picture of all the options for particularly not just back pain, but other things. But they do a lot with back pain and explore those other treatment options. Um, um, whereas if you, you saw, you know, a spine specialist, an orthopedic surgeon or something, well, then there might be, end up kind of focused on surgery or not. So, um, it's nice to have that other, uh, type of specialist that can look at from many different options. So what exactly is a pinched nerve? Is it caused usually by an injury or is it just something that happens with age and strain or how does, where do they come from? Yeah, you know, sometimes it's kind of a term that can describe a few situations where it's maybe it's a herniated disc. So you've got the bones, the vertebrae in your back and those discs between them and, and whether that's herniated or pushing out or uh, putting pressure on a nerve that way. Um, or maybe if it's arthritis, um, arthritis, you know, you think of a wear and tear of the bones. And sometimes that can cause a little growth of little osteophytes, little sometimes, you know, just little extra things on the bone that then can put pressure on uh, a nerve too and quote unquote pitch it. So those are a couple situations that you might fall under pinched nerve. It's kind of a general term okay sure and um is it common to have like is it common to have an mri to find things like a pinched nerve or is, is it more common like maybe this mri was for something else and they happen to find a pinched nerve is well it they might have you know a lot of times initially in back pain we don't necessarily do an x-ray because it might not be all that helpful okay but if the pain has been going on for a while and we're starting to know show some numbness or weakness down one leg, you know, or like a sciatic 
type thing. Not then, you know, if it's just obviously sciatic nerve issue sciat- um, where it's running down a leg, that doesn't always necessarily need an MRI. But eventually, if things, if some of these other treatments aren't working or with the numbness or weakness, uh, then we might want to get an MRI to get a better look at it and, and see, it. is it a pinched nerve or is it something else putting pressure on a nerve or what's going on? So that can be helpful. Okay. What are some things we can do to prevent getting a pinched nerve or um, just kind of protecting those back issues? Exercise and walk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, strengthening those bones will help protect your back, um, learning how to lift properly, mm-hmm. and not just use your back, but use your legs, you know, or wear a brace or, or use a, a lift or some other assisted device to help you lift something. Mm-hmm. Be s- you know, work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, you know, some of all those prevention measures that uh, hopefully if, if it's where you work, that they've trained you how to, how to do those things. Mm-hmm. Just reminds me again of um, Dr. Holmes Memorial Service. And at the end, uh, his words of wisdom that he wanted to share with everyone. Yes. Um, I think he reminded <laughs> us to exercise and to walk at least a mile a day yeah. and to um, not eat too many too, don't eat too much. Eat smaller meals and not too many carbs, yep. right? I think yep. those were some of his yep. words of wisdom that he <laughs> wanted mentioned at his memorial the, service. So. His main message to everyone. Yeah. All right. Oh, as, as so great we better message. make sure we keep mentioning that on yes. here too. So yes. get out and exercise. And walking really is a great exercise um, to start with. And Yeah. I, it is amazing how people have commented that, boy, once I started walking and being more active, I had fewer aches and pains. You'd think it would be the opposite sometimes, mm-hmm. but it really does help to get those joints moving and, and everything. And, and then if you happen to lose weight, then there's less wear, weight and wear and tear on the bones and joints. That helps too. Mm-hmm. So, And if you can strengthen some of the muscles around a joint, that puts less pressure on the joint itself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. Our programs are available as podcasts. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Skin cancer is the most common cancer in the United States. Unprotected skin can be damaged by the sun's UV rays in less than 15 minutes. Even if it's cool and cloudy, you still need protection. UV rays, not the temperature, do the damage. Anyone can get skin cancer, but some things put you at higher risk. The most common signs of skin cancer are changes on your skin, such as a new growth, a sore that doesn't heal, or a change in a mole. Tips to avoid skin cancer include stay in the shade, especially during the late morning through mid-afternoon, apply sunscreen and reapply every two hours. SPF of 30 or greater is recommended. Have your skin checked regularly and have it checked by a professional at your wellness checks. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605 692 
1430. Dr. Ellsworth, we had another question. What can be done for an 80-plus woman with brittle bones? If some, if yeah. an older woman is having trouble with brittle bones, what can be done? Yeah, that uh, osteoporosis and osteopenia is thinning of the bones. It comes to some degree naturally as we get older, um, especially in women. And so that's why I usually start at age 65, we start to, and maybe earlier, depending on certain conditions to talk about with your doctor, might uh, start doing uh, DEXA scans or bone scans to check the strength of your bones. And if it shows some uh, thinning or weakness, sometimes a medication might be prescribed to help strengthen the bone. There's several different types of medications that can be used. Uh, in general, calcium, getting plenty of calcium in your diet is helpful. Um, and that's going to be better in your diet spread throughout the day rather than like as a pill form. Mm. Sometimes we found calcium pill form can more likely build up in the arteries or in kidney stones and mm -hmm. such. And so calcium in your diet is helpful. Now some vitamin D would be helpful too, especially around here in the winter. That's a good idea. Now above and beyond all is, is exercise and activity because mm -hmm. that's helping strengthening the bones. The bones are always remodeling and reforming and so a little bit of stress on the bones uh, with activity and with exercise helps to keep the bones stronger as well and um that, and then not smoking i mean and mm -hmm. and, and so on um you know, in this situation now when we're in our 80s and, 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 and our brittle bones, I mean, all of the above still, mm -hmm. um, but then also making sure we're doing some efforts to help avoid falls. Mm. And so maybe it is time to think about using a cane or a walker or uh, making some adjustments at home to help decrease your risk of falls. Um, cataract surgery can help decrease your risk of falls, making sure you can see better, making sure there's good lighting, mm -hmm. um, maybe physical therapy to work on balance exercises to help improve your balance some. You think, oh, it won't work. But I've on and over and over again, I've had patients say that did help my balance. Now, it didn't make it perfect, mm -hmm. but it, it really did help. And mm -hmm. so, and then you can do those ongoing on your own. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's not ever too late, mm -hmm. but, you know, situations can get harder and harder. So the more that you can do to uh, ahead of time to, to prevent injury, the mm -hmm. better. Mm -hmm. um, I recently saw a video of a, a woman walking in the water. Um, like yeah. wa water therapy and water exercises, are those really... Um, helpful in some of these situations where maybe you're experiencing some. Yeah, issues. that's great. Yeah, good idea. Thank you. Because you know, in the water, then the, it it you're you're not going to fall. Mm -hmm. You know, if you do happen to lose your balance while you're doing some of this activity, but at least you're still moving and and strengthening some, and and then there's a little less weight and wear and tear on the bones and joints mm -hmm. then too. So yeah, mm -hmm. water therapy is a nice idea as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that question as well. Um, Dr. Ellsworth, I want to switch gears a little bit. We need to talk again about COVID-19. Uh, you know, we we were we were hoping to have a better situation and we're getting some bad, you know, Andrew and I were actually on vacation last week and kind of took a break from the news, <laughs> which was kind of nice. And then coming out of vacation, we're like, oh, shoot, <laughs> as we hear more about the spread of the Delta um, variant. So, um, what are we learning about that? 
Yeah, it was nice tenting with our our kids in the Black Hills. We did so. have fun tenting. <laughs> They're at a good age. They're at eight and eleven now, almost twelve, which is a good age. We did some tenting when they were like one and four and five, and, that's and that was a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> now they can like carry their own sleeping yeah, bags and exactly. suitcases and roll them up and all, right. all of that. So it was fun. It was nice to have a break. Um, what was your question then? Oh yeah, COVID. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's that Delta variant and I think most people have been hearing on the news and, and it is in a resurgence across the country. I think at least 48 or 50 states are having increased cases and, and we in Brookings are having more positives again, mm-hmm. um, where it had been one positive or so at the clinic anyway, every week or two. And now it's getting to be two or three a day. Mm. Um, and, uh, thankfully, um, uh, you know, we're not seeing, uh, much for being hospitalizations and, and, uh, the vaccine is still seeming to, uh, help really well at preventing, um, serious illness and death. Um, but it, it certainly, you can still get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, and, and of the ones that do get it or, or have serious with COVID, if they were vaccinated by far majority of them had other underlying conditions as well anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are finding too, that with this Delta variant, it's more easily transmissible mm-hmm. than some of the other variants we had before. It is the, the Delta variant is in South Dakota. Uh, we don't know for sure if it's the dominant strain yet, but it, it, you know, will be if it isn't already, um, and it does appear that you can transmit it even if you've been vaccinated. So you can be vaccinated and have a much milder case or have no symptoms with it, and you could spread it then. Um, bottom line is, 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 you know, one of the best ways to, um, uh, to help prevent the spread besides staying home when sick and covering your mouth and washing your hands and wearing masks is to be vaccinated. And uh, so I would encourage people make that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it seems like a lot more people lately that haven't been vaccinated, they, their only reason is because that's my choice. And that's true. But when you make a choice, you should weigh the pros and cons mm-hmm. and uh, decide what are the risks and what are the benefits. And uh, um, I don't know. My whole family's vaccinated, the ones that can be. And and uh and we're all doing fine mm-hmm. um and uh and we don't there's no microchips in it or <laughs> whatever else i mean right. they, we it comes in a vial of 10 and then you got to draw out the fluid and how you could somehow take out a microchip per <laughs> needle in there i don't know how any of that would work i mean it, there's a lot out there but uh just use your common sense and uh, uh thankfully we have a way to help prevent it um, and so I'd recommend using that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you choose not to, then I'd, I'd be really careful, especially if you're older and uh, have uh, pre-existing conditions, especially diabetes or heart disease or morbid obesity, um, chronic kidney disease, which even can be mild. Um, but uh, but unfortunately, too, they, there's uh, Florida, I saw, was hot record hospitalizations mm-hmm. compared to any time in the past with COVID. And including record hospitalizations for kids mm-hmm. compared to any time in the past. So even though kids are much less likely to have a bad case, it can happen. Mm-hmm. And so we want to protect our loved ones. We want to protect those around us and uh, um, do what we can. Mm-hmm. 
you often tell me that patients will ask you like, well, what would you do? doctor, right? Like, isn't that often? Mm -hmm. So um, if people are wondering, we plan to have our 12-year-old vaccinated um, Mm -hmm. the end of August when he turns 12. And um, that's the choices that we're making for our families to keep And even though he had COVID himself too, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, even though I had had COVID myself too a year ago now, Mm -hmm. I had gotten vaccinated later when I could because um, there are, are cases where people have had COVID in the past and then got it again and it was even worse Mm. uh, 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 later. Um, And so that immunity can decrease over time. And uh, we definitely have seen that with the natural immunity. It would make sense that it would wane or decrease over time with the vaccine immunity. But uh, as of right now, we don't have to have a booster and uh, hopefully it maintains. And I'm sure there's some will maintain for years without needing any type of booster but uh, sometimes that can vary and it depends on the person's own personal immune response to something but uh um you know with any vaccine none of them were ever 100 percent effective but they in like in smallpox and polio we 100 percent got rid of it around here because we had enough people vaccinated mm-hmm and as we think about, you know, it is the beginning of August and a few quick weeks here, our kids are all headed back to school. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to have your kids vaccinated yet for whatever reasons, now is a really good time to get that taken care of if they are 12 years old or older so that they have that protection before going into the school year. Um, and just as a reminder, the vaccine is free. It's available at the clinics. Um, it's available at pharmacies, at Walmart, at hy uh, I think I'm pretty sure it's just walk in and say I'm ready for my shot, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So You know, some people might be waiting and it, now's the time because, you know, you get that first shot and then you got a week, three or four weeks to get that second shot unless it's the Johnson Johnson one week, mm-hmm. uh, one time one. And then it's a couple of weeks after that before you have the full benefit from it. And by then we might be in the thralls of this mm-hmm. again. And so it now is the time. And uh, I just encourage people not to wait until... They, you know, I, I, unfortunately for some, it's going to take having more friends or family get sick with this to wake, wake them up. And I, mm-hmm. and hopefully we don't wait for that mm-hmm. here. You know, I did hear that, uh, thankfully South Dakota had, even though maybe our total population vaccination rate now is in the lower half when we started up quite high. Mm-hmm. But one reason we started up quite high is we were so good about vaccinating our elderly and 65 plus. And so we have one of the highest rates of tho- that population vaccinated. So thankfully, those highest risk ones, we are doing a great job being protecting them here in, in South Dakota with vaccines. Um, it would just be nice to get more of the younger population as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. If you have a medical question for us, give us a call at 605-692-1430. If you have arthritis, participating in joint-friendly physical activity can improve your arthritis pain, function, mood, and quality of life. Joint-friendly physical activities are low-impact, which means that they put less stress on the body, reducing the risk of injury. Examples of joint-friendly activities include walking, biking, and swimming. Being physically active can also delay the onset of arthritis-related disabilities and help people with arthritis manage other chronic conditions such as diabetes, heart disease, and obesity. 
Talk with your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings to learn more about managing arthritis. Call for an appointment at 605-697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here with us answering our medical questions. Dr. Ellsworth, this week we have a summer encore show on our television program. Um, it's the rebroadcast of our palliative care and hospice um, care show that was done earlier this year that you hosted. Um, palliative care is uh, an important topic for us to talk about, one that maybe many of us aren't that familiar with, maybe haven't even heard the term before. Um, tell us more about what palliative care is. Yeah, palliative care is... Uh, that branch of medicine now where we're focusing on maximizing function and quality of life um, over, let's say, quantity of life or living the longest we can or, or whatever. It's, it's, it's more uh, realigning your medical care with your values and your goals and your life experiences. And, um, and so we, a few more people are likely familiar with hospice, mm-hmm. um, where when someone is dying, you know, maybe we decide, well, maybe we don't have to do all these other surgeries anymore after being on all these pills anymore. And, and, and that's a, a beautiful, can be a beautiful thing and a, and a helpful way for the patient and the family to transition and, and to enjoy their time with each other. And hospice is a wonderful program too. Palliative care, they don't necessarily need to be dying you know i mean we're all going to die but mm-hmm. but uh um but you might have some sort of terminal illness that isn't going to go away mm-hmm. and how do we maximize our time our quality of life our comfort whether we don't know if we've got you know six months or two years or five years or ten years left with this condition mm-hmm. and so um this this branch of medicine really is is helpful to sit down and and, and realign your care with your goals and your values and um you know i think that's uh the theme of this particular radio program now today were choices Mm -hmm. and uh and we talked about respecting people's choices but also uh knowing the pros and cons and 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 getting a good informed decision with with these choices and uh and so this helps open up that oh we don't have to keep necessarily always going to all these doctor visits or having more and more surgeries and and because some of these things just prolong suffering Mm -hmm. really and don't necessarily help Mm -hmm. and sometimes people thrive and live longer and happier with palliative care involved and that doesn't have to involve a specialist palliative care physician it could be your primary care physician taking that lead but it's going to take a conversation Mm -hmm. it's going to take some time it's going to take some planning Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, waiting till we're in the ICU on several lines and vents and breathing tubes and everything else, it can happen then, mm-hmm. but it's better way before then mm-hmm. when we have the time to think about it and we have the time to talk to our family oh. too about our, our wishes and what we value and what we would want done and what we don't think we would want done either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's really, really great um, point. And to think about those things, you, we have a few questions yeah. here that kind of highlight some ways to think about that that I like. Yeah, some questions to consider is if time is short, what are your most important goals? 
Mm-hmm. You know, and we can all think about this right. too. I mean, we don't yes. have to be have a terminal condition. Can we all live a more full life if we think about some of these things? Absolutely. Yes. How much are you willing to go through to get more time? Mm-hmm. How will you know when enough is enough? What are your greatest worries or fears? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I you wouldn't think that many people would choose to a lot of people say they don't want to end up in a nursing home a vegetable mm-hmm. um you know on, you know on a feeding tube and and not able to talk and mm-hmm. hardly breathe and it, that can be a sad situation mm-hmm. um sometimes it it's okay sometimes mm-hmm. it is okay sometimes they're doing okay and they just mm-hmm. need a feeding tube and otherwise they can they're still with it and 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 so it depends on the situation mm-hmm. um but to help keep us from getting to that point we have to think about some of these things too mm-hmm. though and talk about them with your family right yep. Yep. yeah absolutely and always a great reminder to think about dr holmes book um life's final season he has yeah. great insight in there to help us all think about how to live each season of our life well yes. um and so i do recommend checking that out too if you haven't already done that well thank you dr ellsworth for taking the time to chat with us today it is time for us to wrap up before we go please be sure to tune in to south dakota public broadcasting television and the prairie doc facebook page for on call with the prairie doc most thursdays starting at 7 p.m central This week's On Call with the Prairie Docs Summer Encore Show covers hospice and palliative care. Originally broadcast on June 3rd of this year, the episode features Prairie Doc Andrew Ellsworth and Dr. Franny Arneson, the Medical Director of Palliative Care at Avera Health in Sioux Falls, and Dr. Terry Peterson-Henry, the Medical Director of Palliative Medicine at Sanford in Sioux Falls. They will discuss the differences between hospice and palliative care and the services offered by both. So watch the full episode this Thursday at 7 p.m. Central on SDPB. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube. And for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org. And look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Andrew Ellsworth for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people. <laughs>